Welcome to Shrink for the Shy Guy. This is the show for you if you are sick and tired of being held back by fear, self-doubt, social anxiety, shyness, anything that's stopping you from you being you. I'm going to share the most powerful tools and resources that I've been discovering over the last 15 years on my journey to eradicate social anxiety and instill confidence, first in myself and then in every single person that I meet on my journey. You're going to learn these tools and how to apply them in your life now so that you can become the most free, powerful, bold, authentic version of you. Welcome to today's episode of the show. Today, we're going to be sharing something with you that will help you with confidence, but in every single area, but also every single moment of your life. It's a very specific tool that you can use to shift how you feel instantly. And here with me today is Master Coach and basically the man who runs everything at this point <laughs> at the Center for Social Confidence is Jonathan Hernandez. Thank you, Jonathan. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. I love, I love this. Um, I had like so much not anxiety, but like a great feeling of like energy and nervousness. I always feel like I have to like nail these podcasts, like perfect, perfect every time. That's our motto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I come in, I just look at everyone. I say, guys, perfect, perfect every time. And then I walk out. And even though we talk about vulnerability and like how imperfect we are. That's it's for like, other people. That's for other people. Not for us. That's not for us. I'm an outlier here. <laughs> Thanks for having me, though. Yes. So today we're going to talk about how to shift how you feel instantly. Now, this is something that we unconsciously think otherwise. We unconsciously often think that the way we're feeling is how we're going to feel for any given period of time, an hour, the day, the week, the month. And this can even kind of solidify into the perception that we're going to feel a certain way for, for months or even years. In the case of someone who's like, oh, I'm depressed, I have depression. And then in their mind, they're going to feel depressed for X period of time. And, and often they perceive it as indefinite. Mm -hmm. I'm always going to feel this way. And even if it's not an intense feeling like depression or a, an episode of depression, there is something where we our current emotional state feels on some level permanent often yeah there's also this I, I have this feeling of like when i'm in this downward state um as i dive in deeper with my feelings I, i'm also attracted to it like i like feeling down sometimes or oh i'm just not in the mood to talk it's almost like a a, a blanket so that i don't have to show up mm. a certain way in life mm -hmm. or oh i'm i feel i'm depressed so therefore i cannot go out or i i like uh, does that make sense? Like you're using yeah. you're using the sadness or the weight, and you're kind of finding comfort in that weight to prevent you from growing more. Right. Absolutely. There is some way in which feeling something unpleasant, something painful, you might say, there is a draw to it. Yeah. And we want to do that, and there's this resistance that we can have inside to letting it go, to shifting it. Yeah. And so there's a sense of like, well, no, I can't just change this. And even almost like a, I've experienced this, like a defensiveness of like, no, I, I, 
how dare you mm-hmm. minimize my suffering mm-hmm. right now? And I think it's a fine line because many of us grew up in households and environments where there was a lot of what's called invalidation, mm-hmm. which means your emotional state kind of doesn't matter. Or if it's a, you know, you're, you're struggling, you're frustrated, you're hurting, it's some, some painful emotional state, get over it. Mm. Don't feel that way. Just deal with it on your own. Don't bring that to me. Don't bother me. And parents might communicate this directly if they're frustrated or upset or, or indirectly. Yeah. Kind of just, um, you know, my parents would do that a lot, especially my mom. It's very loving, but also kind of like, okay, all right. Yes, come on. Yeah. You're not really sad right now. Don't really, there's no reason to cry. Don't do that. Oh, yeah. There's and, no reason to cry. That's, oh man, that always hurts me. There's no reason to cry. Stop crying. You don't have to cry. Don't cry. It's yeah. like, whoa. And just think about the message of that, right? Yeah. Don't, don't, don't express what you're feeling mm-hmm. and also don't feel what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And so that's not what we're talking about here. You know, changing the way we feel and changing it quickly doesn't involve invalidating, denying, suppressing, and repressing your feelings. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually very different. It's actually the opposite. It's actually a high level of emotional intelligence and precision to be able to go into what it is but then be very aware of th- that emotion is just energy. Yeah. And it's energy that's moving through us. It's energy that's coming, you know, from interactions in the environment, interactions with other people, our thoughts, our beliefs. I mean, all these things are coming together, past experiences, to create this energy that's moving through us. And that energy can move and sometimes move really quickly. And so what we're opening to in this episode is how do we acknowledge feelings and honor them? And be open to the possibility they could change instantly. Yeah. Because that's the best combination. Yeah, this is great because if you're listening to this, you might have this feeling of like, no, like this is my identity. I'm wrapped around this feeling of like, um, I'm not supposed to show my emotions because of a, of an identity wrapped uh, focus. Like if I, if I just like change my state like instantly like that doesn't do anything Mm. but that's like a really good question to inquire like who gave you that identity who told you that you had to hold all this stuff in and if it's a a family member or someone dear is that do do you have to do that now do you have to still follow those restrictions within your identity that's something that i've uncovered this week was there's a uniqueness and a quality that i bring out Mm. in myself and for a while, I was always like either afraid of that power or afraid of that bringing that out because of, of being seen or um, maybe I'm being too much, the quote unquote too much, what I don't know what too much is. It's such an abstract, subjective term. But this feeling of like, I'm supposed to play it small and mm. I'm supposed to hold in and, and be here. Mm. But when you start changing your state, you can, you can, you can really rapidly change this uh, identity around like energy and how you know just for the sake of being happy and I want to be happy I want to I want to smile I want to express how how dear my friends are and mm-hmm. I want to express to you how much I love you or mm-hmm. something like that and it, it's just so um it's so much more living in your own skin and your heart yeah yeah and so there's a much there's something much better on the other side that's right whatever the familiarity and comfort and certainty that we get from this is who I've been. This is how it is. This is, you know, I'm, you know, because it's not our identity is not just our name and our profession and the, the things we tend to like or our hobbies or what we do. Our identity is also our, our emotional states. Yeah. 
I am, I, I hear this all the time and I often will subtly shift people around this, but they'll say like, I am a socially anxious person or I, I, I am depressed. Mm-hmm. And then they, all of a sudden it starts to become, this is who I am. And, and we're going to, we're going to cling to that whether we want to or not, if that's our identity, because that's where we get a sense of certainty. And so if we're open to shifting that and open to saying, wow, I am so much more and it's so much more beautiful on the other side when I can be really more free from my feelings yeah. is the is the ultimate goal, right? Because if, if you have an emotion and then it's going to derail you for weeks or days or months, uh, you're not really free. And so what I love is the idea that our natural state is actually one of great presence mm-hmm. and being fully immersed in this moment and with that comes curiosity, wonder, joy, love, connection. And at times loss or hurt. I mean, those are that's part of it. But it's all like right here and now. Mm-hmm. And then uh, anything that's blocking that is something that we can let go of and release. Yeah. And practicing this, the changing your emotion and your state is really good. I've noticed that my patience grows. So impatience is is now really down low um compassion is higher Mm. so people who maybe if you're driving and people used to be like road rages uh and like oh i need to get to work i gotta go get my hair cut or whatever there's like this this impatienceness but i noticed that if i'm like coming in more energized i'm having more fun the whole world just feels like brighter and and um anybody who is upset with you or some sort of confrontation, you are able to go in it with a sense of ease and, um, and really just care. And, and that's the, um, man, that's really changed my life. And what we're talking about here really is a, is a, the highest level of personal responsibility Mm -hmm. where I am responsible for what happens to me and I create my reality. And I, many of us, we have, as you know, two new puppies that we just got that are uh, just three months old now, as of like this week. They're so adorable. They're, they're utterly adorable. And they are, and we're doing training with them. And it's a lot of it is is classical conditioning. You know, do this thing and I give you the treat and give you praise and you want to do more of it. And as I- That's how he got me. That's right. This job. <laughs> here's a treat. Here's a, they tell it in front of his nose. And he's like, ah, solid it. And, uh, but joking aside, that is a big part of- of humans like and that's what you know behaviorists were discovering back in the 60s was we are actually extremely influenced by conditioning Mm -hmm. and one thing that i was realizing a lot more was we our emotional states are highly conditioned so you reckon you you described going to work and feeling or driving to get your haircut and feeling stressed out many people the second they get into their car to go somewhere they go into a certain pattern that's a certain emotional state and you probably might have experienced this as well, people listening. Going all of a sudden, you know, you have all the time in the world. You're not rushing to a work meeting. It's like a Saturday. You're going to the park or whatever with your family. And it's like, I got to get there fast. <laughs> the son of a bitch in front of me is going too slow. Uh, and it's like, what's the hurry? I don't know. We got to get there. Pop like, his tires out. We got to yeah. pass him. It's like impatience, frustration, you know, all these things. And that's just like a, a, a habit. So, so many of the things that we do we're conditioned to do or or even like someone rejects me we have a conditioned response to that and that's what we do a lot at the center is help people and coaching and the events and other things to to change those Mm -hmm. so that if someone rejects you you don't have to go into self-hatred 
you know, collapse for a month, not try again for six months, you can actually have a completely different response. Yeah, you don't have to go in being defensive either. Or like have to, if they're fighting you with fire, you don't have to try to overpower them. I mean, I noticed even in emails or conversations, if something I'm like, ooh, this hurt, there's a, a programming or a conditioning that I had when I was young. Like if somebody's upset with you, you you answer back, you yeah. fire back, you yeah. fight that person. Or, or, and, that sounds like um, America. That's <laughs> We're conditioning they, on a whole other right. level. Even before they threaten the America, it's it's yeah. like uh, they might threaten us. Let's let's attack them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You gotta get all your ducks in a row and then attack. Be on the be on the uh, what is it offensive? Yeah. So let's let's get into this a little bit more because people might be curious about how to do this. There's many many different methods to do this, um, but one that we wanted to share more today was a was a more active method. Uh, because there's different, you know, um, David Hawkins has a book called Letting Go, which talks about techniques to shift emotions quickly. Um, there's Brad Nelson's uh, book called The Emotion Co., which is another method. But there's one method that we've been using recently a lot after going recently to a uh, Anthony Robbins event, where he's a big proponent of using uh, two means to, well, three really, to shift your emotional state. Mm -hmm. And so I think we'll focus on that one because we mm -hmm. talk about letting go and other stuff in uh, other episodes but there's basically three things that you can do in any given moment to feel like you have a sense more sense of control or mastery over your emotions so the conditioning is not running you you get to influence and and change the conditioning in mm -hmm. a sense you get to reprogram yourself or recondition yourself and there's three ways that you can do that right now and the first one is your physiology which mm -hmm. is your body how you're using your body, how you're standing, how you're moving, your voice, your facial expressions, your breathing, anything and everything related to your body. And this thing is, I'd say of all the three, this is like the most underutilized yeah. people. And you can't do this wrong. You could just, you, I'm shaking my butt right now. Like <laughs> you just, you, it's anything that you can do. You can move your arms. I'm breaking stuff He's in his office. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm in peak state right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm breaking his windows. Uh, you cannot do this wrong. Probably don't break anybody else's windows, but <clears throat> I love this one because I come from a more athletic and, um, it seemed like when I was young, I was just kind of, I couldn't sit still for a period of time. So I always had to move around and jump up and down. And I imagined myself being like this action star. So I loved like rolling in the ground when I was a kid. I still do that now. Don't judge me. Spider-Man. Spider-Man it up. Yeah. I jump from building to building. Uh, and so, yeah, I think absolutely where it's so underused and you think like, well, I'm just moving around. Like it's ridiculous. But if you just try it, if you even right now, if you're just either if you're in your office or anything and you just move your shoulders up and back for, I don't know, 15 seconds and then mm -hmm. you stop, you're going to feel that heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And that's what's really powerful is like the, the heart is like it's there. It's been it's doing its job and you don't even have to think about it. You don't, it's un, all unconscious. Mm. And that is a beautiful thing. And with this, the, the, the key way to shift something. So there's a particular physiology, a way that you use your body for each different emotional state. So if you're depressed, you have a very specific physiology. It's usually um, more slumped and down as slower movement, more lethargic, as in you're, you're probably just going to be sitting and more immobile. 
and anxiety, stress has a very specific emotional uh, or physiology state as well. It's usually shallow breathing, tightness in the stomach or other parts of the body, tightness in muscles, and a certain expression on your face. And one thing you can start to do is start to pay attention when you're feeling something that, that is, you're suffering, basically. First and foremost, notice, this is a great question I learned from one of my mentors, is ask yourself this question, how am I doing this? How am I doing this? Because the emotional state that you're in, we don't necessarily have feelings. We do feelings. We're, you're not the feeling. You're, you're doing a pattern. Because the human animal is like a, the human organism is like an instrument mm -hmm. through which all these feelings can move. Uh, and even consciousness can move through us too, yeah. right? And, and so you're playing a certain note. Right. You're playing like a D or whatever. And, and that D looks like this. And then you can shift it to a different note. So first noticing... And then the second part is shifting. And the shifting one is one of those things that, as Jonathan is saying, there's no wrong way to do it. The only thing that can get in the way is not doing anything. Yeah. Right? Because we're like, oh, that's weird. And, I, and we, we, we do this. I mean, Tony Robbins does his events. And that's one of the things I learned. So we brought it into all the events that we do is we have people use their bodies in different ways. And when you're in an environment like that, it becomes like normal. It's like, oh, yeah, of course we can use our bodies and use our voices. Then we're in a, you know, you're in your workplace, you're, you're at home, you're, or even... Even you're totally, you're not at work. You're not going to be around people that are going to judge you. It's just a general sense of this is outside of the social norm. Mm -hmm. So it can be a social anxiety or a self-consciousness. But we encourage you to start with a place where you feel safe. You know, maybe start in your room, start at home, start when no one's around. And all you do is put on a song that you like and just start bouncing around. Start jumping up and down. Start using your voice too as a part of it as well. Yeah. So saying the words, saying yes saying, I got this, or just making a sound. Like, yeah. yes! Ah! Woo! Stuff like that. Yeah. And, and, and the purpose is not to sound good or look good or look any way at all. The purpose is to think about your body as this instrument, and you're playing a different note to see what the effect is. You're running an experiment. And if you do this for just 15 seconds, as Jonathan was saying, you will notice that there'll be a, a significant shift in the energy that's moving through you. I love what you said about the body being the instrument. <clears throat> As a performer, actor, I used to, we would do an exercise to where you, you're feeling neutral, but you have to walk around the space. And, uh, and how would a person who's sad or feeling shy go? And so you bring your shoulders in and you're like bringing your head down and you're shuffling through. And instantly, like my emotion changed. Mm. And also, too, you can change that out. And like uh, my instructor would say, like, okay, so how does someone walk with like a pep in their step? And then you do that. And it's like, wow, like it's, it's so interconnected. Is mm. it the emotion that brings the body movement? Is it the body movement that brings the emotion? It's so yes. like, yes to both. That's, yeah, it's yes to both. And yeah. if that means that your emotions are bringing you down, that also means that your body can help you bring your emotion up yeah both both point both lead to the same thing yeah yeah that, i love that and and i love what you're saying there because this kind of the what we're describing you know using your body and activating your body is something you can do throughout the day but then you also want to notice your physiology throughout just regular uh, life interacting with people moving and notice uh, little shifts you can make walk with more determination walk mm -hmm. with more direction when you walk yeah so notice if you're kind of shuffling or meandering and notice your posture and consciously shift it. Stand taller uh, as if there's a string kind of pulling up through the crown of your head, pulling your, your spine straight. 
breathe more fully into your belly and into your chest. And then when you walk, walk with more direction. Even when you gesture, you can gesture with more, with more intention, with more purpose, with all kinds of methods to that, that do shift the emotion in a more subtle way. Yeah. And you will start to feel, we were talking about just this last night with one of the people in the mastermind. They, if you start to gesture in that way and speak in that voice tone, all of a sudden you'll start to feel more certain. Yeah. The body will affect the state. So let's talk about the other two ways though uh, in this episode because I want to get to both of them. The next one is, so you got your body and what you're doing with your body. Another thing that, that controls how we feel is what we're focusing on. Mm-hmm. And our focus is makes a huge impact because the 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 world around us is is infinite the the amount of things we could be focusing on right now even in this moment is is in the tens of thousands and yet we focus on a small number three to five yeah and what we habitually focus on is part of those emotional states that we go to. Right, right. And there's an exercise that you could do to even test your focus. If you're like, no, that's not true. I can, I focus on what's important. There's moments where if you're sitting alone and you can like hear the AC, but then you hear like, I don't know, a car in the background or something like that, you opened up your focus mm. so that you can take all these things in. Therefore, if you can do that, you can definitely have direction and power in what you focus on Mm -hmm. sometimes i remember talking to my parents and they're like i can't i can't think of anything else but this Mm -hmm. but this problem Mm -hmm. and uh and i've started actually practicing i I was working out with uh matt yesterday Mm -hmm. and we were running and i was like oh this is awful i hate this Mm -hmm. and uh i was focusing on rather than like oh i hate this running right now i was focusing on the end like what's what is it going to look like when i actually get to my house like Mm -hmm. How is that going to feel? Mm-hmm. And uh, it made me want to like push harder. Yeah. So I thought that was really, um, for me, I'm definitely uh, subscribing to the focus a lot more. My imagination is so much more powerful than I think it is. I give yeah. it credit for. It's, it's so underutilized. Because yeah. what we're doing is we're letting our unconscious habits of focus guide the ship. Mm-hmm. Well, this is just what you focus on. So when I get uncomfortable, what do I focus on? The uncomfortable well, I, I part. I focus on discomfort. <laughs> yeah. I focus on... Uh, how long it's going to be, how long it's going to last. I focus on the unfairness of it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you can consciously shift that. Yeah, when I was running earlier this morning, I was experimenting with more, I've just been doing a lot more visualization recently. And I was experimenting with it going into my legs with my awareness and imagining, like, what does strength look like? What does energy, what does endless energy look like in my legs? And so I started to see that and, I, and just in my in my mind's eye, and then I kind of opened them because I was running. I didn't want to run with my eyes closed <laughs> too long. I, but I was still kind of seeing with my with my with my mind's eye while I was running. And I was seeing this like golden light going through my legs, but also seeing the leg muscles like kind of expanding and like fibers tearing and new ones growing. Mm. Just this, this thing, almost like what you'd watch in like a, a sci-fi movie. Or yeah, something like that. yeah. And and that has an effect. Energy goes up when I do that. And I think even long-term, that has an effect on the healing and recovery of your body and everything. So that's just one small example about focus. And we'll do a future episode all around the power of focus and how to focus on what you want and really direct that more. Yeah. So that's the, the next thing to focus on. And Third, you have machine legs. That's just... That's right. Yeah. Bionic. The bionic legs. Yeah. I've seen them, guys. That's right. <laughs> the future is now. I cut his skin and he was like, oh, wait, there's metal underneath that. It was like, it was like, like Terminator. Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is creepy. <laughs> best, best movie ever. So, 
third way. You want to, you want to take that one? Third way to... What was it? Okay. So it was focus, physiology, meaning, and yeah. language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you say? I can't do this or I can do this. Um, do you say no to things? Do you say yes? Are you questioning what is destined to happen? Or are you questioning, asking what's possible? These are diff- basically the same... Uh, pattern of what you're of what you're speaking but it's just this a simple like a two millimeter shift into the words and what you deliver meaning and so for me I mean going back to the running thing the the language was I I and this this is fascinating because this was a pattern in my in me like when I feel tested or in my workouts I'm like oh this is tough this is hard and so that's the language that I'm using is that this is hard this is tough but what if I were to change it and be like, this is fun. This is like enlivening. Mm-hmm. This is strength. Mm-hmm. This is me uh, pushing. Mm-hmm. And you just saying that right now, I'm like, oh, I want to go to the gym right now. And it's, it's so powerful. And I think this one's probably the one that's used the most meaning and, and language, but it's used against us. Right. Yeah, there's a, there's a default stream. And I think one of the biggest default patterns would be resistance. You know, mm-hmm. resistance to any discomfort, resistance to anything we don't like, resistance to anything going not the way that we want. And that breeds an endless stream of meaning or language. And the reason it's meaning or language is because whatever's, whatever you're focusing on and bringing your attention to, you, you, you look at it, you notice it, and you instantly ascribe a meaning to it. That's just what humans do. Yeah. Is this good or bad, right or wrong? Do I like it or not like it? Is it getting me closer to what I want or further from what I want? And we really do, I mean, in, like, in milliseconds, come up with all these judgments, then we have an attitude towards it. Right. And then our language will reflect that. And so what we want to do is- And then our physiology will physiology reflect, reflect that. It. Yeah. Yeah, we'll feel less energy. We'll feel more demoralized. These kind of feed on, the, on each yeah. of these cycles. And yeah. so what we want to do is we want to ask yourself with that, that question of how am I doing this? If you're in a negative emotional state or feeling anxious or feeling frustrated, starting with what am I doing with my body mm-hmm. to create this? What am I focusing on right now? And what is the meaning that I'm giving this? And then what you can start to do is say, well, let me just shift one of them to start. Yeah. And I think the easiest one to start with is always physiology. Yes. Because if you try to focus on changing the focus, it almost takes energy to do that. And it's like, oh, I don't even know. I just like you were saying, your parents, like it just wants to go back. Yeah. And then the meaning is kind of like you try to say a new meaning. And then we all have that experience where you try to come up with a different story, a different meaning. And, and then part of you is like, this is bullshit. The truth is it does suck and yeah. whatever. And yeah. so I think the first place to start is, is physiology. There's many ways to do that. Moving your body. I think one of the most, uh, another powerful way to shift it is with a, a breathing exercise mm-hmm. um, with um, stuff I've applied from Wim Hof. If you guys don't know him, he's the Iceman. You can look him up. You can even just type in Wim Hof breathing in YouTube, W-I-M space H-O-F. And he is a Dutch athlete who holds the record for all kinds of cold exposure stuff including being submerged in a tank of ice for, I don't even know how many hours, two hours or more without his body core temperature changing at all. Um, And just by contrast, if a regular person who had no training in this were to be in there, they would die within 15 to 30 minutes. That's because he's a machine. He's a machine. He's the actual Terminator. (laughs) Yeah, he's actually, he hooked me up with a guy for my bionic legs. (laughs) Got it, got it. (laughs) And uh, so... Doing that, uh, the breathing, moving your body. But the, the key here is to do something. Yeah. It, it's, to, it's to take control. It's to remember I am the captain of my ship. And this is this one, 
I've seen again and again and again in myself, the pull to blame life for our circumstances and for our emotions is so strong mm-hmm. and to feel justified in that. And almost to feel like, well, of course I, I have a right to feel this way. And yeah, you do. You do. I, and and the only one that really suffers though is you. Is you. And then everyone around you too, but you're the one who's suffering the most. And I notice that in myself, especially when challenges get higher, it's like this almost like we defend our right to feel shitty. And it's like, yes, you could. And that's going to be your default pattern probably. And what can we do here? I love that you said that because I was actually going to bring something like that up. It's like, this is the caveat. Like, this isn't a, like, oh, this solves all my problems. You still have the problems, but you change your physiology, you change your focus, and you change your language, and you now know how to solve your problems. Yes. Like, this isn't like, because I was thinking, what if somebody's listening and they're saying, like, Dr. Aziz and Master Coach Jonathan, you guys are so handsome and cool and awesome, but I still have these problems. Okay, I put that part in there in the beginning. But that's probably what they're they're thinking. thinking (laughs) They're thinking it. It's meaning focus. <laughs> it's like, but I have problems. Like, and it's like, my life is like this. Like, you don't understand. And it's like, I, yeah, I totally get it. Your life probably is very stressful at this time. And I guarantee that if you did these three things, you can go in at it with a sense of confidence and you will know how to solve that problem. Yeah. What problems need to be solved. So it's just to enhance your level of showing up. Yeah, improve your your quality of life. It's you can you can hold that story of it's really a it's owner versus victim, right? Mm-hmm. And you can hold that story of I'm the victim of my circumstances, and of course I have to feel bad, and it's not fair, and it's not right, and you don't understand. And you can like stay in that, and you can plant your stakes in that, and probably no one will really challenge you on that. Maybe if you're in coaching, we would, but you know, if not, you can just hold that in the ground and. But then what happens over the next year, the next five years, the next 10 years? Are, is that is that leading to the life that you want? Is that right. creating, is that you doing what you're here to do and feeling as fully alive as possible? And so what I think we need to do is we all need to work with that part inside of us that wants to have the tantrum. And that's one thing I found to be really helpful is to give that part its day in the sun. Mm-hmm. Because if you try to use some of these techniques, let's, let's say you're feeling really um, okay, just this morning, I was feeling, and this happened yesterday morning too, we have the, the, the puppydom, the puppy era, they're absolutely adorable, I'm bonding with them even more, and I like freaking love them so much, and it's so sweet to watch my boys, um, especially both of them really just maturing a lot more quickly to caretake them, it's just beautiful, and fucking hard, there's like zero <laughs> downtime, and just before recording this, we were like pulling a kid with a rock away from this building like you know, throw it at the door threw it at his mom throw it at a puppy you know it's chaos and so i'll have moments where there's so much love and so many good things happening and then i'll also just feel like this part of me that's in a negative state about it it's like and what it wants it wants a little bit more downtime a little bit more ease a little more quiet a little more reflection time and i'm i'm, I'm doing that to the degree that i that i'm able to fit it in right now mm-hmm. And that part wants more. And so it's angry. You know, it's focusing on what I'm not getting. I feel it, guys. Yeah. It's a, he's it's, angry. It's, he's projected it's, at me. It's, 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 <laughs> I'm focusing on what I'm not getting. The language is like, I, I this sucks. I'm not getting, I'm, I, it's, I'm losing something. Mm-hmm. And the physiology is tight. I'm not breathing as deep. And so you could say, well, just change those things. And I noticed that there was this like, the resistance can come in two forms. One is like, I don't want to. Fuck you. Or it can be like, yeah, what's the point? Because this feeling is so big. And so long or so strong, I'm going to feel this way forever. Hmm. And neither of those is true. 
So then what I needed to do though is just, okay, give the tantruming, blaming, victim-y part three minutes to say whatever it wants. And, and really, whether you say it with someone else, you say it in a journal, you just say it out loud while you're driving, just let it and just be as victim-y as whiny as possible. It's not fair. I don't like this. I hate it. I hate it. I, I hate don't want to yeah. go to work. Yeah. You say that? <laughs> <laughs> what? I never have that. I always want to come to work, right? <laughs> Except for earlier this morning. I don't want to go to work, right? And just really like let it. And, 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 and I think treating it with love and empathy is the best thing. Like, I hear you. I get it. Totally. Yeah, that's hard for you. I get it. I get it. And then, though, after just you know a couple minutes of that, <sighs> okay, now what am I going to do? Do I want to stay in that state all day, all month, you know, until? Because then it's like, well, I can't feel good until, until the puppies reach a certain age, until this changes, until that changes, versus like, okay, what am I going to do right now? And then it's a change in physiology. It's a change in focus. It's actually focusing. I started to focus on this. Like, look, I'm, I'm stressed out, frustrated right now. Not that long we were recording with Jonathan, which I love. And then I also started to look at the, well, I also started focusing on how much I love the dogs and all these things I was telling you about, how much I love mm -hmm. seeing the changes in our boys. I also started to look at the meaning of like, this is growing me like crazy. And the one way that I love that this is growing me is, and we we're talking about this last night with equanimity, mm, like mm -hmm. how do I remain centered and calm in my nervous system with even more stuff swirling around. Cause that's the next level. It's, it's okay to, it's one thing to remain calm and centered and confident when things are easier. Mm -hmm. But what about when shit goes down? What about yeah. when stuff's harder? And these are voluntary challenges I've taken on. What about when a parent gets sick? What about when my kids get sick? What about when mm. I'm sick? What about when there's a car accident? What about when life happens? Yeah, This is training. And when I put that meaning on it, all of a sudden, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to take on even more. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. <laughs> There's more dogs coming. Cats. <laughs> Mongooses. I'm going to adopt Mongooses. six children. That's right. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, so <laughs> let's turn this into action. Time for action. 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 Your action step for today is going to be to apply to... Experiment with changing your emotional state with using one of the three things that we described. Your physiology, your focus, and then the meaning you're giving a situation. The first one we recommend would be physiology. That's Ideally, the easiest one. With, you yeah. experiment with all three. Right, right. Yeah, that's the easiest one. And imagination or focus is also a really good one to yeah. do. Yeah. Um, we were at this training and um, the, what, the huge takeaway was the basketball um, story yeah. if you focus the, there's a team that focused on shooting free throws in their mind and they had a higher percentage of actually making them than uh the team that did not imagine them shooting the basketball is that is it did i mess was, that up it was actually like they did and i want to find the actual study because they said it was three uh groups there was people who did no practice yeah no visualization and there's people that visualized shooting free throws for 30 minutes a day which is a Kind of a grueling task. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably rather shoot them, but then anyway, they're shooting. Maybe, maybe get into a groove. I don't know. I mean, it's some good music going. And then there was the people who shot free throws for 30 minutes. Ago. Yeah. And at the end, the people that performed the worst didn't do anything, obviously. And then the people that performed second best were actually the ones who physically in real life shot them. And the people who performed the best were the ones that visualized, visualized. shooting them. Yeah. Now, I have a lot of questions about that because... Did they have some baseline proficiency in throwing a basketball already? 
Because could you take someone who's never even thrown a basketball? And I think they were athletes. They're already athletes. Yeah. Right? So they're what they're doing is they, their body already knows how to shoot a free right. throw. And then what they're doing is they're training them, which is really interesting because they're training their their sense of certainty that they're going to make it. Because in the visualizing group, they made it every time. Yeah. And in the real life group, you know, you're not making it every time. You can also have inner game stuff like maybe you're frustrated or maybe you're nervous or mm-hmm. maybe you're... You know, you're down on your performance that day. You're judging it. You're analyzing it. It's not just pure practice, pure motion. So what these people are doing, the visualizing group, is just seeing it goes in, 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 and then they shoot it and it goes in more. Yeah. So to create a deeper sense of certainty, your focus is is essential. So whichever one you want to experiment with, just do something with this to take this out of, oh, that's a neat thing that maybe I will look into to like, oh, I'm going to use this in my life right now. Yeah. And of course... If you want to get this even further in your body, then come to one of our live events because in all these, we integrate this stuff to help you experience this real time. And once you experience the shift, it's no longer theoretical. It's, oh, I get it. Now it's just a matter of doing it in my life. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think there's a, you can leave comments on the website or uh, some way that, you know, if you have questions, just email Dr. Aziz and I'll, uh, I'll read it. Yeah, if you go to shrinkfortheshyguy.com, shrinkfortheshyguy.com, there is a, a button there to send us a message. Yeah. And we can be answering more of those in um, podcasts as well as we're doing some more live stuff on Facebook. If you're not following us on Facebook, go there, Dr. Z's on Facebook and a million other places to find us online. You're everywhere. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Omnipresent. <laughs> Beautiful. Thanks for being with us today. Thank you for being with us, Jonathan. Thank awesome. you. I love you. I love you all. I love, I love you. I love you. I love, I love, 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 to shrinkfortheshyguy.com. For free blogs, ebooks, and training videos related to overcoming shyness and increasing confidence, go to socialconfidencecenter.com.